Hey guys, good morning. Um, it's Monday morning. I have just dropped off my children. <laughs> one at cheerleading practice, the other one's at vacation Bible school. So I have um, a few minutes before I have to go back and pick them up. So I thought I would jump on here and um, record my second podcast. Feel so fancy saying that. My kids are like, relax, mom. You're not on the radio. It's not that serious. And I was like, you don't know. Ryan Seacrest may be calling. <laughs> not really. Um, actually, as soon as I hit share on Facebook, I think I just sat there um, with my face in my hands like, what are you doing? Like, people are already think you're crazy and they're just really, really, really going to think you're nuts now. Um, but I don't care, you know, like I said, you, you can't, um, you can't worry about those kinds of things. I mean, people say what they're going to say regardless of what you do. So who cares? You know, they were going to talk about me. They talk about me, whether or not I have a podcast, <laughs> which really is the, the only reason I have one is because I don't have the time to sit and type and type and type, um, these blogs on my phone. But I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you so much for all the ones um, of you that have messaged me. Um, I appreciate it so much for you to say that that I am relatable and down to earth and that you appreciate my honesty and the ones of you that um, gave me suggestions of what to talk about next. I really appreciate that. Um, just the fact that you value my opinion and an experience that I've been through means something to me. I hope it can be helpful for you. I am um, nobody special. I'm not a counselor or anything. What I speak from is just purely experience. It's my experience. It's my truth. Um, it doesn't mean it's going to be applicable to you, but I'm going to share that because I was asked to share that. Um, so, and I, y'all, I pace back and forth like I, like I'm on, on a speed walking tournament <laughs> when I am talking because I can't stand still. Um, so if you hear me <laughs> out of breath, it's because I just literally am pacing so quickly. <clears throat> it's funny. I, I, it's a good thing y'all can't see me because y'all think I'm crazy. But anyway, I had a lady message me um, after my last podcast and asked me to talk about something and I'm just like, oh. Yes, girl. Yes, I will. Um, because I think about it all the time. I talk about it to anybody who I feel like has experience. And I can't believe I haven't thought on my own to share it. But it can be a little bit touchy sometimes. So she wanted me to speak about um, being a stepmom. Um, how to navigate that role and the blended family. And oh, Lordy, I'm going to try to wrap it up. Because like I said, I got to go pick my child up at 10. Um but it just takes a while. And I and I responded and told her, absolutely, I will do a podcast on it. But that I wanted to take some time and think about the things that I really want to cover. But um, that's what I was going to do today. It's kind of get my pen and paper out, make a list, and do the podcast tomorrow. And then I thought, I don't want to do that. Um, I don't want it to seem scripted or rehearsed or like, you know, that I'm trying to give a school book answer for these things. So I'm just going to wing it. That's how I do things. I'm sure there'll be things I forget. But, um, you know, like I said, each experience is going to be unique. Like you're not going to be able to take what I say and be like, oh, well, like she just really summed it up, tied it up with a bow on what I need to do. 
Um, what I really want to talk about, um, or really just, it, it goes, it's talking about divorce and being a step parent and, and the things that I just completely did not think about. Um, the things that I had no idea I would be dealing with. I wish somebody would have shared those with me. That's what I'm going to try to do today. Um, for those of you who know my story, um, everything in my life happened relatively quickly. 2016, um, you know, rocked my world. It absolutely did. Um, I don't want to go into a ton of detail just out of respect for my privacy, my kids' privacy, my ex-husband's privacy. Um, our divorce, I think, shocked a lot of people, um, except for those that were truly close to us. They kind of knew. Um, it was something that had been in the works for a while. I don't think anybody knew about it. So, um, when it came about, I think it shocked a lot of people and they were like, whoa, what, what's happening? But like on our end, it wasn't that shocking. So I guess that's another thing to keep in mind is just your perspective is not, you're an outsider looking in. You don't know. Um, so, so lesson one today, don't judge. Don't you judge because you do not know. You may know one side of the story. You do not know both sides. You do not know unless you reside in the four walls of that house. You do not know what happened in anybody's marriage, okay? And it is not your place to try to figure it out. So when you want to sit back and think that something seems quick or something seems rushed or why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that, you don't know what they did or didn't do. And it's not your business, okay? So, it's my first <laughs> soapbox. Um, I'm just in my firm believer, it is rarely, rarely, rarely ever 100% one person's fault in a divorce. It takes two. Um, you know, and <clears throat> there may be only one side that's willing to work on it. And if the other side's not willing to work on it, there's nothing you can do other than pray. And then sometimes it still doesn't work out. So that's my first thing that I just remember super passionate about. It's just don't judge because you do not know what happened. Um, and don't you judge on how they handle it. Um, some people lay in the bed for weeks and cry and whine and moan. And think their life is over because that is the only response that seems appropriate. Um, some people laugh and smile and go out because they're terrified and they don't know how to. They don't want to let people see them hurting. They don't. They don't know how to react and they're just trying to stay busy. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that they didn't love the person that they were with. It doesn't mean that their marriage didn't mean anything. It means it's an impossibly hard situation to walk through and that you cannot know what it's like until you walk through it. All that I can say is I would say 100% of the people that exchange rings and vows at the end of that aisle do not do it with the anticipation that they're going to get divorced someday. So it wasn't in the plan you know, and it, it's a change. Sometimes it's out of the blue and you never saw it coming. And sometimes you've been avoiding that truth for two years. 
So that, that will rock your world. And you, some people, you know, want to start dating the next day because they want to forget it. Someday, some people swear off ever dating or getting married again. You know, some people just don't want to talk about it. You never know, you know. You don't know how you're going to react until you're in that situation. But anyway, I don't want to get off on that whole tangent again because I'm supposed to be talking about being a stepmom. But I was kind of in the boat of, I can't even breathe. I don't want to think about um, that step. I don't want, I just don't, I, I don't, you know, and I'm telling you, Facebook can make you feel like you're J-Lo, you know, if you want to. You, you you get divorced and you may have 30 people in your inbox be like, hey girl, hey. And it's like, what? Like, I, what is this? Like, I mean, I, di I got divorced five seconds ago and you're, it's just crazy. And it, it absolutely has nothing to do with you as a person or how you look. These people... I'm pretty sure they're like a business and they just have these automated responses that go out to anybody and they're just looking for anything and anybody. And, um, anyway, that's, that's a whole other story, but I didn't want to think about it. Um, I couldn't imagine trusting anybody, wanting to be with anybody and introducing my kids to somebody. It was just not something I could wrap my brain around. Okay. Like not at all. And uh, again, you know, if you know my story, you know, my divorce was final in March. Um, my dad was diagnosed with um, multiple myeloma, which is an aggressive form of cancer in March. Um, I just, I was numb. I didn't care about anything. I didn't care what people thought of me. I just, you know... If you're familiar with the Bible, I, I kind of, I kind of felt like Job, which is ridiculous. If you, if you know the Bible and you've read the book, cause he really had it hard. Okay. <laughs> he had a really bad time. I was by no means Job, but you couldn't tell me that at that moment. I was like, what is happening? What is happening? My life is crumbling. It is falling out from under me. How, how, how can I navigate being without a husband Losing my dad. How am I going to take care of these kids? I don't have insurance. Like, I mean, all the things, okay? All the things hitting me at once. And it just, it took my breath. I will tell you, it absolutely took my breath. So to even think about dating or anything like that, it was no way. I just needed to figure out how to get the strength to get myself out of the bed and get to work. Um, and take care of my kids. Um... But anyways, you can't plan every phase of your life. I am an organized person. I'm type A. I'm a list maker. I don't like to not be in control, which is very important um, to the stories that I'm going to tell with this about being a stepmom because you, you know what you lose control. If you're a control freak, if you're a type A, if you're a list maker, you might as well hang that up because you're not in control anymore. Okay. Um, months, weeks passed. Met a guy. His name is Matt. For those of you that don't know, my ex-husband's name is Matt. So when you sometimes hear me refer to um, my ex-husband as Matt Certain or their dad, it's not 
because I'm being like derogatory or anything or like snippy. It's just for clarification because they're both named Matt, okay? So I met Matt Owen and I, I'm an emotional person, okay? I may or may not cry during this. Um, that man, you know, I don't like to build him up too much. I don't want his head to get too big, but he single-handedly changed the person that I am. Um, changed what I believe, what I think that a person can do, what a person can handle. He came in and saved me when I needed to be saved. Um, I needed somebody to lean on, somebody to depend on, somebody to give me hope and encouragement. He absolutely, without a doubt, did that. I don't know how it all got constructed. Like, I mean, you know, it's just a God thing. That's all I can say because I don't know how our paths would have ever crossed otherwise. You know, and when you're dating people, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have heard, or like just what I hear from other people, you know, all these guys, they think the way to a woman's heart is through her kids, which, you know, that should be it. Um, but they'll make these statements like, oh, I love kids, or I do this, or I do that. Girls, if he has children and he is not involved in their lives, he doesn't love kids, okay? <laughs> like, don't fall for that. Um, you know, so of course, Matt and I were dating. He was wonderful to me. He would ask about meeting the kids, and I was just like, it's, yeah, it's not happening. Like, I cannot do this to my kids. Their world was falling apart, too. We were divorced. Their granddad, they loved him like no other. And to see him suffer like that, I couldn't do anything that was going to potentially bring them more sorrow. I didn't want to introduce some guy that I didn't know if he would be around. I didn't know if it would last. I couldn't do that. But it kind of got to where... Um, the kids were asking me about him, especially Brady, um, wanting to meet him. And Lindsay, that's his daughter, um, was asking him about meeting me. And kind of before that, we had just, we just dated and hung out together when neither of us have had children. We didn't bring the kids along because, you know, you got to make sure, or at least that's my opinion, you got to make sure how you feel about this person and where it's going before you bring the kids in. You don't want to introduce them to everybody that you date because, you know, it's just not a good idea. Um, so once we had dated for a while and we're sure it was, you know, going places, thought it was, he kept asking, like I said, Lindsay was asking, Brady was asking, and I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to have him, him and Lindsay come over and then I was like no wait that might be too much maybe I'll just let him meet my kids first and then after that we'll do a big where everybody meets so that's kind of what we did he um I told him he could come over to the house um meet the kids you know and he's you know told me this whole time how much he loves kids loves his nieces nephews goes to the ball and I'm just like okay dude I just kind of thought maybe he's laying it on a little thick to impress me he showed up that day I can't, I'm gonna cry with um, candy for the girls, their favorite candy, because he had asked, and a football for Brady. And let me tell you, when I tell you from day one that that man 
did exactly what he needed to do and said exactly what he needed to say. It's absolute truth. He brought the candy to the girls, had the football for Brady. And Brady, um, the kids, you know, even though my marriage didn't work out with their dad, he's a good dad. Um, he works a rotating swing shift. So he's at work a lot, okay? Um, he, he can't be there for all the sometimes the holidays and the birthdays and the and the special events at school because of the way he works but he is a very good provider and he is there for them when he can be his um background he's mostly into hunting and fishing he is not a sports guy he's not um like he didn't play baseball football he's not into that okay <laughs> so my mad is and he played, and when Brady found that out, he was in love already, okay? So when he brought a football, that immediately, I don't think Matt even got in the door before Brady was like, can we go throw it? Um, so that was great. He gave Brooklyn the candy. He he got a he got down on his knees, had a baby doll with her, was playing babies with her, and I just thought, this can't be real. Like, this, he had to rehearse this. Like, this cannot be real. Like, there's no way some guy is going to come in and do this like this is not real now Brinley bless if y'all know her she is my most brutal my most honest uh hard-headed just stubborn doesn't like change she wouldn't come out of her room um I don't know if any of you watch the Kardashians I know it's trash and I shouldn't watch it it's kind of a guilty pleasure sometimes but I get tickled when they tell the story uh, when Chris got remarried and how Courtney was just not having any part of it and she wore all black and she just wouldn't even talk to Bruce forever. It's, um, it reminds me of that. Like she would not come out of her room. She was not going to meet him. She didn't care about his candy. She didn't care what he had to say. She was not going to meet him. And I, and I just remember being so embarrassed and wanting to cry. And he just looked at me and he said, it's okay. He said, it's okay. Don't force her. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And I thought that was so cool. But anyway, this will be a two-hour podcast if I don't speed along. But from day one, he really, really stepped in and did what I needed him to do. But somehow, he did what those kids needed him to do. Um, so, if you're in a relationship with somebody who has children, I just... The number one thing I would say to you is just... To make sure that you are willing to to give yourself completely over to a situation you're not going to have control of. You cannot make anybody love you. You cannot make anybody accept you. Um, you know, Matt walked into that. Having the two who were like his biggest cheerleaders and Brinley who was just not having it. And, you know, you have to be prepared for that. You have to love those children as if they are your own. And people look at you for some reason like you have six heads when you say that. Like, that is not possible. How is that possible? It's never going to be the same. Well, guess what? People foster children every day. People adopt children every day that they did not give birth to. And, and they are the parents to those kids. 
You do not have to give birth to a child to be their parent. Um, and it's no different with being a step parent. I'm so passionate about that. Um, it hurts my feelings so badly when people say to me, like, well, how many are your how many are yours and how many are his? Why do you say that? What makes you think it's okay to say that? Like the the name of this podcast is gonna be Blended and Blessed, and it is that for a reason. Like we chose this. And they are not his kids and my kids. They are our kids. And if you cannot have that mindset going in, then I would say don't do it. Um, you've got to have that mindset. Um, you love the person that you're marrying and those children are a part of them. So you love them because of that. And you want your family to be one that you build together. And I, you know, and if Matt and I had not been a little older when we got together, we may have had children of our own. Um, but, you know, just because of our ages and the way that that all worked out, we decided not to. Um, but our family coming together, that is our family and we are proud of it. And I can't stand when people say, well, which is his and which is, no. If you ask me how many children I have immediately, my answer is four every time as it should be, because we don't do that. You don't, you don't do that. If you cannot go in and love their children as your own, then you don't need to do it. That is what a step parent is. Being a step-parent is consistency. It is being there for, for that child and doing the best of your ability for that child. If you're not willing to do that, if you're more of like a selfish person, if you are concerned only with yourself and your children, it's not going to work out. Um, like I said, you can't force it on them. Just like Matt didn't force it on Brinley. I wasn't going to force it on Lindsay. I think I heard Dr. Phil or somebody, one of those TV gurus say one time that if you don't come into a child's life, I don't know if it's by age four, five, six, something like that, that you don't need to be the primary disciplinarian for that child. Um, so that's kind of always been in the back of my mind. That is how we do it here. Now, um, that's not to say that you can't do it another way that, um, you can't find your own way to navigate it. I chose, Lindsay was 11 when I met her. Um, she wasn't grown, but she wasn't a baby either. I wasn't going to walk in with her at age 11 and a new person in her life and try to discipline her. Now, don't get me wrong. If she does something crazily out of line in front of me and her dad is not here, I will handle it and talk to her about it. She's That's not her personality. I don't see that ever happening. But... I would if he wasn't here, but that is his role. Um, if she does something or says something while he's not around and I kind of have an issue with it, I would go to him and say, hey, look, this, this is what happened today. I, that's that's not cool, you know, um, and have him talk to her. That That's kind of something, you know, that I don't know that I completely thought through before I got married, but that's just how it works. And you need to be prepared for the fact that they're going to lean more on their parent than they are on you. And that's okay. You know, that's kind of how it should be. Um, Lindsay leans much more on her dad than she does on me. 
Like, if she needs lunch money, she's going to ask her dad. If she wants her shirt ironed, she asks her dad. Um, if she needs to go to the store, she asks her dad. You know, that's what she's used to. That's what they had done for years. And so I don't want her to feel like, well, hey, you have to come to me if you need your shirt ironed. And you have to come to me if you want to go to the store. That she does not. She can go to her daddy all day long if that's what she wants to do. And if she ever does ask me to do something, I will gladly do it. But I'm not going to press her for that. You know, I want her to feel comfortable. I don't want to make her feel like she has to hug me or she has to say I love you or she has to. She doesn't. You know, she can do it in her own time. Just be consistent. Just be there. Just know, like, if her, if she asks her dad to iron the shirt and he's tired, I'll, I, I step in and I go, hey, I'll iron it for you. And she's like, okay, thank you. Or like, hey, I, I'm running to the store. What do you need for lunch? Or, you know, she's probably not going to come to me and ask me to make sure I'm at her ball game or I, I'm at her school function. But if it is within my realm of possibility, I show up. Because that is what they need. They need a support system. They need to know that people love them and care about them. And you do your best to be there. Don't force it. Just be there. And they will see you being there. And they will see that consistency. And that is what builds the bond and builds the relationship. Um, Lindsay has a mother. Um, she, and her mother stays home with her. Um, and she's a great mother. And, and her mother feels the role of a mother figure. So, you know, my situation is going to be a little bit different if you are marrying into a situation where maybe the mother's not that present or, uh, or Lord forbid, if the mother has passed away and you're the primary role in that person's life, it's going to be a little bit different. That's not my situation. Um, her mother is going to get her to the practices and the ball games and the appointments and um, when her mother can't, Matt steps in. And that's kind of how they're their relationship is um where with me um because of my kid's dad schedule and the way he works he he's not available a lot of times for practices for ball games for doctors and dentist appointments so my mat has to step in and help and he does without question without a complaint still amazes me three years later um so my kids i think have gotten attached to Matt a lot quicker probably than Lindsay got attached to me just because my, well, my kids are with me the majority of the time. Their dad, they're with their dad seven to eight days out of the whole month. Um, and that's no dig at him. That is what his schedule allows. Okay. So he does the best he can with his schedule. Um, they're with me the majority of the time. So my Matt has to step in and help with practices and help with ball games and help with those appointments and the kids see that, and they see him being there and him participating. He gets out there in that yard and throws the ball with them. He practices stuff with them. He takes them fishing. He's taught Brady how to change oil, how to drive a tractor. Um, those things, there is, you can't put a price tag on those things. They're priceless. I mean, I love the relationship that they have, and even... Even Brindley now, you know, she's not going to come out and tell you she just loves him. But she does because I see it in her face and she asks him for things and help. And he lets her drive his truck around this yard and he's got a lot more trust in her than I do because we got a lot of trees. But 
Um, I love their relationship. I love that they know that he loves them and that he's going to be there for the games, for the school stuff, for anything that they need. He doesn't try to take their dad's place. He's just a bonus. He is an extra. And it's just wonderful. And that's what you have to, that's what you have to be willing to do. Don't go in it thinking you're going to be the mom and you're going to take over because you're not. They have a mom. They don't need you to be their mom. They need you to be an extra person in their family that loves them, encourages them, supports them. That's what they need. Um, again, some of the things that I would just encourage people to think about that I did not think about. One of the things that I never gave thought to was that I was going to then have to work around another woman's schedule. <laughs> You know, as a woman, you're like, what? Ain't a woman going to tell me what to do with my man. But yeah, they will. <laughs> if if they if they have a child with your man, yes, they will. Um, and not, a, again, that's not meaning anything in a negative way. But just for example, we're trying to plan our beach vacation right now. Well, I can't just plan whenever I feel like going. I've got to have Matt check with his ex-wife and see when they're going on trips. So that... I can see when I need to plan it. That was a change for me. I like to do what I like to do when I like to do it. I don't like to have to check with anybody. And it's that same way, you know, with a with anything. With anything you need to plan, you got to check with somebody else. That was an adjustment for me. Um, when Matt and I got together, we decided neither one of us wanted to have to make our children switch schools. They had been through enough. We did not want to have to uproot, uproot them from their friends from what they knew. Well, that sounded like a great idea at the time. Until you're married and all your kids play sports. And, you know, like I said, one of the things that always made me sad in my previous relationship was just the fact he did have to work all the time. And so, like, ball games and school things and um, church things, I was always alone because he was always at work. And that was one of the things that I looked the most forward to about being married um, to somebody with a regular, normal schedule that was just Monday through Friday. I was like, oh my gosh, I will have somebody that gets to go to stuff with me at nighttime, that gets to go to the holidays and go to the school stuff. And I was so pumped about that. But what I never thought about was, hey, sister, you got these kids in two separate schools. So when Lindsay is playing ball... Matt's going to be at Lindsay's games, as he should be. So then that meant I'm still by myself at a lot of these games. Now, he does the best he can. I can't tell you how many times he has worked in Pulaski, drove to Lindsay's game, watched it, left there, drove from Richland all the way to Athens if my kids had the late game just so he could watch it. He goes above and beyond, and I'm so thankful for that. But I, that's another thing that I didn't think about that I would encourage you to think about. You know, you, you think in your head, oh, we're getting married and we're going to be this happy family and we're going to be like the Brady Bunch and everybody's going to, you know, hold hands and walk along the beach and they're so excited that we're all together. That's not the case. Your work schedules and your ball schedules will pull you in separate directions. Um, and so that was an adjustment for me. And, uh, I would just say you need to make sure, and of course, as an adult, you're going to sit there and go, well, like, what adult would blame the child? You don't intentionally blame the child. No adult would do that. 
but make sure that you are guarding your heart against um, having animosity and just like sour feelings towards them because even though you know better than to be mad at the child like it, it sometimes it can be easy to be like oh why can't they just go to this school or why can't they just say they want to go here on vacation or why do they have to do this because if they would do this this would make my life so much easier well that's very selfish okay you're the adult they're the child you got to get over it and if you can't then i would advise you not to get into a relationship with somebody who has children um because she has every right to attend the school she's always been in just like my children do and they have every right to play sports um, and that's just going to mean that Matt and I can't be together at, at all functions at all times. And that I will readily admit that's not something I thought of before. Um, also something I didn't think of before, um, Matt and his ex-wife had one child together, which is Lindsay. Um, so th there's a difference when there's one child versus I had three children. Um, there's a difference in that, um, there's a you you need to take into account what it's going to be like financially as far as you know I never thought about that. I never really thought to ask the financial situation of Lindsay's mother and her and her new husband um because I thought what does that matter to me? Well, it can matter if they're extremely financially blessed or extremely financially poor. It just depends um in our case you know they are financially well off which means that can present issues if you let it because she's gonna have the latest greatest electronic equipment um she's gonna have the latest greatest clothes she's gonna go on multiple trips per year she's probably gonna have a much much nicer car um and that is something that if you're a big one, like on, you know, all kids having the same thing, everybody feeling equal, that's something that could present, you know, a little bit of hard feelings. Now, I don't have hard feelings towards Lindsay. It is not Lindsay's fault whether her parents are blessed or not blessed. That's not her fault. She's a child. Um, it does create some issues, I'm not going to lie, when they when it when it rolls into our house because my children are not going to have... The latest, greatest phone accessories. Now, they have a phone. You know, they have nice clothes. But I'm not going to be going to American Eagle 10 times a week. It's not going to happen, okay? I'm just not doing that. We are going to always take trips. But we may not be flying to Paris and, you know, going to Belize. Like, they're not, we're probably going to Panama City, okay? <laughs> Which is fine. Um, but... That is something to think about. You know, you need to think about these things. I did not think about these things. I did not think about, like, I'm going to have to explain why she may have things that they may not have. Um, that that probably, I would say, honestly, has been my biggest challenge. is just trying to explain why everything doesn't have to be equal. Because as I told you before, I'm type A. I'm a list maker. At home, before, you know, I was married, we, everything was equal. You spend the exact same amount on birthdays. You spend the exact same amount at Christmas. They open the exact amount of gifts each, 10 gifts each at Christmas. Like, I'm just like that, okay? So, that was bred into them. <laughs> That's my fault that they're like that. So, that, that has been a challenge. Or just, you know, the fact that, um, 
you know, Lindsay's mom did stay at home, and then there's just, it's just Lindsay. So, you know, if she wants to do six sports, she could because, you know, they had the financial ability for her to do six things. They had the time to take her to do six things. My kids have never been able to do that. I'm always like, pick one thing. Pick one thing, sister and brother, like you do in the one thing. That's all mama can afford. That's all mama can handle getting you to and from. So that has been a challenge. So um, I don't want to sound like I'm being negative at all because, like I said, you hear me crying about it. It is one of the best experiences I've ever had um, knowing and loving Amanda and Lindsay and bringing them into our family. Like, would not trade one single second of it. Um, but I just want to put that out there to, you know, you've got to think outside the box. You've got to think further than we're just going to be the Brady Bunch and everything. Everybody's going to live happily after ever after. It is not. And just the biggest piece of advice I can give is just don't force it. Don't try to make them love you them hug you, them be a part of this, let them go at their own speed, their own pace, you know, and have an open mind and realize that when people tell you, you know, hey, it takes a village, it takes a village and you have got to work with, um, with your ex and their ex and stepmomming is not for the faint of heart, okay, it is, it's tough, it is tough waters to navigate because, you know, you, especially if you're coming in, Matt had been divorced a lot longer than I had. Um, they had a system down. You know, they, they, they got along. They were friends. Um, they did this. They have a very set schedule. They, you know, so I came in and I think everybody was like a little unsettled. Like, we don't want anybody coming in, turning upside down what we've got, what we've got works and we don't want anybody messing with that. And so I kind of had to build the trust, I think, of, of the whole family, you know. Um, and again, that was something I just didn't anticipate. I just anticipated that everybody would automatically know, hey, I'm a good, nice person. I'm going to love her. I'm going to encourage her. I'm going to be there for her. They don't because they don't know you. So you have to prove yourself and you have to be willing to. You can't go in with an attitude like of, I don't owe nobody nothing. Like, well, okay, it's not going to work, okay? Like, you might as well just get your walking shoes on. You have to show everybody, from your husband to the child to their family to their ex, that that you are a stable, constant force in that person's life, and you're going to be there for the good, for the bad, for the ugly. You're not going anywhere. Um, consistency is the key in everything, you know, in absolutely everything you do in life. And that is just... Um, the best advice I can give and to try not to um, take over and just do what they've always done like forge your own path make your own memories like we we don't go to the same hotel and the same spots that I went with my ex-husband like that's that's hard on the kids okay don't make it like that you're trying to replace somebody forge your own path like do your own thing we go to panama city because that's their favorite place on earth but we do new things we stay in new places we um 
spend time together. We play games. We do, we do things I never got to do before and that they never got to do before so that it's ours. Um, you know, and I will share this little tidbit and Lord help me. I probably will fall apart when I talk about this, but that's just one of the biggest things I can tell you. Like time is a thief. I'm telling you, these kids are growing up. I could just cry at the thought I mean, I met Lindsay when she was 11, and she's going to be 15 this year, and it absolutely blows my mind. She's going to be driving, and their needs and their wants and their desires are going to be changing, and you just have such a limited time with them where they're here, and they want to be present with you, and they want you to play, and they want you to go outside, and they want you to take them here and there, and that you are their taxi driver. It's so limited, so enjoy, enjoy that and create new memories and new things that that are specific to your family and that you're not reliving the past. Um, my dad told me a lot of things, a lot of things I remember, but let me tell you the truth. The one and thing that he told me that I absolutely, as long as I live, will never forget closer to the end when he was, um, I think, you know, he knew, he knew what was happening. He knew he wasn't going to be here much longer. He always called me sissy and he said, sissy, he said, you know, when you get to this point, when, when you're at the end, he's like, you do not. He's like, I'm laying in this hospital bed. I don't wish that I had a fancy degree. I don't wish that I had a better job. I don't wish I had a nice car. I don't wish I had more money in the bank. I wish I would have taken more trips because trips and vacations are where the memories are made because when you're laying here memories is all you have and oh my word <laughs> um and my daddy he worked a rotating swing shift too so he worked a lot but we took a vacation every year as far as I can remember I don't ever remember us not taking one but I guess he just meant he wished he would have taken more and oh lord have the mercy I Will not ever forget that. I believe it to my core. You make memories every day. But a lot of the memories that you hear people talking about. There's a reason that they are involved around vacations and holidays. Because those things stick out in the minds of kids. And so that was something Matt and I agreed on in the beginning. Um, we absolutely were going to take the trips. We're not going to buy a car that makes us go into the hole so far that we can't afford it. We're not going to buy a house that makes us go so far in the hole that we can't afford to get up and go and do and create memories with these kids. Because since I've met him, we've been together three years now. We have taken more trips, spent more time together. Everything from like going through a cave to camping to the beach. We have made such good memories with these kids. And even, even when I hear Lindsay, like she asked for, um, like photo albums to put the pictures in from our trips and I hear her talking about it and it just makes my heart jump because I know my kids love it because I, I know my kids and I know what they like and I know they love to go but to hear that it means something to her like lets me know that we're doing something right so again there's no special remedy there's no nothing you can buy nothing you can do it's just it is your time and your love and the fact that you show up and you include, like, don't, 
get caught up in the them and the us. Don't do what the world wants you to do, okay? It is not them and you. It, it Y'all are a family. You are blended. You are blessed. Um, it's a choice that you made. And, like, make sure that that they know that. Like, I had a conversation with me. I said, do not, kids, I, I don't want to hear step or half or whatever. She is your sister, period. Period. Um... And that's just the attitude that we've always had. And that is why I, I think we feel like a family. We are a family of six, period. I, I don't care what the world says. I don't care. That is what we are. Um, you don't have to give birth to somebody to be a parent to them, to love them. You can be a family. And I feel like I have rambled on and on and on. <laughs> and I don't know how much help that I have been to anybody. I do know, however, that I have to get in the car and go get my child from cheerleading practice. Um, again, I thank you all because as much as, you know, you, you guys tell me I'm helping you and giving you encouragement and advice, you're helping me. You're a sounding board for me. These are things that... Um, that are on my heart that, that I would love to talk about and get off my chest, but who, who, you don't just sit down and tell somebody a 45 minute story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it helps me and hopefully it helps you. Um, I know that was, it probably would have been much better had I made a list and went down and covered everything that I wanted to. Um, just know Regardless, it doesn't matter if it's coming from me or some guy who has a PhD. There is no formula for success in this. It is just hard work, dedication, and just don't give up. Just don't give up. And if you are not willing to be in it for the long haul, then don't consider dating somebody that has kids because you're not only hurting them, you're hurting the kids. You know, that that's the only advice that I can give you is just give it give it your all give it your all each each person is different each family is different get to know the kids get to know the person you're going to marry know without a shadow of a doubt that you can do it and you can be there before you say I do because those kids have already walked through the divorce they've already walked through that kind of stuff they don't need to walk through it again if you can't love them as your own, be there as encouragement and support, don't do that. Every day is not going to be rainbows and sunshine. And every day is not going to be horrible. It's, it's just like with your kids. I mean, you're never going to quit loving your kids even though they have bad days. It can be that same way when you marry somebody with children. Don't force it. Don't worry about, are they going to love me? Are they going to be my friend? Are they, they're going to come around. If you are a good person and you treat them well and you love, support, encourage them, are there for them, there is no way that they're not going to love you. It may take some time and it may not show up in the way that you would like for it to show up, but they, at the end of the day, kids see who is sitting in those stands and they know who loves them, encourages them and supports them and who will be there for them without a doubt. They know those things. So just hold tight to that and know that if you are doing right by them, in the end, they're going to do right by you and that you'll be just fine. And that nobody has it down perfectly, that we're all learning as we go. And 
And that's okay. You don't have to know all the things. You don't have to. Anyways, I hope this has been helpful and encouraging to some of you. If I didn't hit on something specifically that you would like to know about, let me know. Again, I love and appreciate all the comments, all the things that you say. It means more to me than you will ever know. Uh, if you think of something else you would like for me to talk about, uh, feel free to message me because um, that's what I'm here for. And y'all have a blessed day.